Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, folks, life's a complicated thing that involves analyzing risk, right? Uh, you know, people say silly things all the time who don't know what they're talking about. They say things like, well, you can't put a value on a human life. Well, I don't need to. Again, as I've said before, um, you do it all the time. I bring that up because this monkeypox story, Biden with another gaffe over China and Taiwan. I know it's a gap because they had to walk it back again. And also a major correction by the New York Times. All are going to fit into this storyline throughout today's show. How the government is intentionally frightening the hell out of you to make sure you don't analyze risk in a common sense way in your own life. It'll make sense. It's going to be an important show today. And my savvy listeners get a VPN to protect their online activity from prying eyeballs. Get one. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. And what's going to be a loaded show? I don't have a minute to waste. I got that, including Biden again, walking us into World War III because he can't shut his pie hole when it matters. Pie hole, shut. Please, please stop talking. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joseph, let's go. Here we go, brother. Happy Monday. Yes, we do. Yes, it is a happy Monday because there was so much stuff. There's nothing worse than digging through stories, trying to figure out what you'd be interested in. Today's show was about keeping stuff out because it was so much stuff you'll be interested in. First, bombshell new exclusive from the great Natalie Winters at the National Pulse. You know, listen, life, as I opened up the show with, I don't want to repeat it, but life is about analyzing risk and taking appropriate action, right? Think about it. People say, you know, my gosh, you can't put a uh, price on a human life. You do it. I don't have to do it. You do it all the time. You get on an air, you get on air travel all the time. You take planes, correct? There is a small chance, God forbid, something happens that you could be in a in an air wreck. It happens. It's rare, really rare, but it happens. But you say to yourself, ah, you know what? The price of me dying on a trap on a plane is worth it because I want to travel. We do it all the time. People drink alcohol. People know that over time it could have a you know nasty effect on your liver. People do it anyway because they figured I enjoy it. I want to live my life. I want to have fun. They do it all the time. People take walks on public streets. We had a guy who was hit by a car here the other day and a neighbor made me think of that. Does that mean we don't go out for walks anymore? No, it doesn't. Because we do a little thing called risk analysis and common sense. And we say, I enjoy walking. I enjoy the fresh air. It's good for me. I'm going to risk the one in whatever 100,000 that I may be hit by a car. Risk analysis. We all put a price on our own lives. That has all gone out the window. And that's why today's show is going to be about this and fear porn campaigns and our inability of these government entities to in any way safely analyze risk. Here, you think this was a good idea? National Pulse again, exclusive. The infamous Wuhan lab, we know that lab, right? Recently assembled monkeypox strains. 
using methods flagged for creating, quote, contagious pathogens. So I, this will be in the newsletter today, folks. I um, encourage you to read it, Bongino.com slash newsletter. So this, uh, Natalie Winters at the National Pulse, who just does amazing work, she notes that the study was first published in February of 2022, months ahead, uh, just months before the latest international outbreak of monkeypox cases, which appear to now have reached the United States. The paper authored by the nine by nine Wuhan Institute of Virology researchers, oh, oh, oh and published in the journal uh, Virologica Sinica, follows the wide scale use of PCR tests to identify COVID nineteen positive individuals. Researchers appeared to identify a portion of the monkeypox virus genome, enabling PCR tests to identify the virus. So now we're working on that too. That sounds just terrific. Again, risk. I, I yeah, government entities seems to be doing. Uh, see, government entities seem to have no capability whatsoever, despite the fact that they've kicked us in the gonads many times with stupid stuff like this to analyze risk in any way, shape, or form. Listen, we don't have all the full details on that story. And, and to be clear, monkeypox is not a respiratory disease. It's much more difficult to spread. But there are multiple reports. It is here in the United States. And it's just really stunning if this is happening in a lab with a history, with a history that's questionable at best. It shows you risk analysis has gone out the window. And what overrides everyday risk analysis? What throws people off? What makes people make stupid decisions for themselves, right? And not risk analyze in any way. Fear, fear. Government uses fear. Government is irrational. It uses fear. And what worries me, I, and, and what, what incentivized me to kind of talk about this this week is I had a very well-received monologue based on your feedback on my Fox show, which airs on Saturday night, about how the government and not just the FBI and the NSA, the entities you would think, are watching you, and not just the government, but the private sector, how you're being constantly surveilled. I put up stories about the post office, the Capitol Police, how this surveillance has gotten out of control and how this surveillance is a byproduct of people who are afraid. They're afraid, so the government uses fear. Oh, my gosh, we've got to watch you to stop the next domestic terror attack as if this is, uh, you know, some kind of a mass phenomenon happening four or five times a day in every state, right? They use fear. Fear is their coin of the realm. Where is this going? Their use of fear. It's making people irrational and it's making people succumb to this surveillance culture. While the government, notably the Wuhan Institute and others, seem to throw risk analysis out the window, they're asking you to throw it out the window too and to be afraid all the time. Here's what I mean. This was back in 2018. This is a Pfizer executive, Berla. He's the CEO. He was talking about a schizophrenia pill and he was asked about this pill and how, given that the patient is, is schizophrenic and has a, a pathological uh, disorder there, a, uh, you know, a mental health disorder, how, how would you ensure compliance that they took the pill? Well, back in 2018, Borla said this, and I want you to keep in mind where I'm going with this. The government uses fear. Where is this going to go, their use of fear? And what kind of tools they have to use fear, to get you to throw risk analysis out the window and to allow yourself to be surveilled all the time. I want you to listen very closely to this. This is what's out there. Check this out. It is a basically biological 
SIP that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, it sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, the compliance, uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in, in uh, this field. Now, to be clear, because right this, this, uh, this clip is often misconstrued and labeled uh, the wrong way. This is not, he's not talking about a COVID pill. He's talking about a schizophrenia pill. What I'm trying to tell you, and he's a free market guy, they can invent a pill that does that if they choose. I put that clip in there to show you that the technology is out there. If something were to happen in the future more severe than monkeypox or COVID, the technology's out there and being developed to implement a surveillance future where these pills can actually talk back and tell people, people, who's taking them when and why. Folks, this stuff is it's not a conspiracy theory because it's not theoretical. This stuff is out there. And my fear is that these endless fear porn campaigns are going to get people to lower their, their, you know, their, uh, uh, their guard and allow this stuff into their lives. Here's another one from 2021. A healthcare company executive talking about gene therapies. I, th I thought we weren't allowed to say that. It's weird how when they talk about it and we highlight it, the lunatic fact checkers jump right in to get you to not see what's going on. But when they talk about it, it's A-OK -okay and celebrated. Here, talking about gene therapy technology through the introduction of new, uh, new healthcare technology. Listen to this. Uh, we're really taking that leap, uh, us as a company buyer, uh, in cell and gene therapy, which to me is one of these examples where really we're going to make a difference, hopefully, uh, moving forward. There are some, uh, the, ultimately, the, uh, the mRNA vaccines uh, are an example for that uh, cell and gene therapy. I always like to say, if we had surveyed two years ago uh, in the public, would you be willing to take a, a gene, th gene or cell therapy and inject it into your body, we would have probably had a 95% refusal rate. I think uh, this pandemic has also opened many people's eyes to, to innovation in the way that uh, was maybe not possible before. So, so if we say that it's a conspiracy theory that the pandemic may have opened people's eyes to gene therapy type devices, that's a conspiracy theory. That's right. Yet they talk about it openly at these international forums and hey, no worries at all. So that's out there. mRNA technology, gene therapy, pills they can track in your body, whether you took it or not. Here's one of the modern day thought leaders, Yuval, Har Yuval Harari. People love him, internationalists, globalists, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum had the great resetters. They love this guy. He was featured on 60 Minutes as one of like the great thought leaders of our time. Here he is talking about the surveillance future of medicine. Now, there are people who argue both sides, that Harari's warning more, that this is a warning that this is ahead. And there are others saying, ah, I'm not so sure he's warning. He's kind of winking and nodding like, hey, here's where we want to go. But there are two sides to this. But again, I play this to show you that people listen to this guy. He was featured on 60 Minutes, which unbelievably people still watch. I mean, the Leslie Stahl show. Sir, <laughs> sir. This is 60 minutes. Remember when Trump called around about the yeah. laptop? Yeah. Sir, people still watch. This guy was featured on 60 Minutes. 
Here's Yuval Hariri warning that this stuff is out there. And if you're scared enough, it's coming for you. Check this out. COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen so far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We now seeing mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet, above all, they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? Folks, these tools are out there. They're out there. Again, remember that crazy World War Z movie thing, right? Every, nobody thinks anything's going to happen until it does. If I would have told you we'd be in inflationary crisis, we're looking at nearly 8% annualized inflation. We'd have a hard time getting baby food. Bacon would be $10 a pound. Gas would be approaching national averages everywhere in every state of $4 plus and $6 in California. And that we'd be looking at potential World War III around the corner. Come on, you would have laughed a year ago. But now it's here. These tools are here to surveil you in more detailed, uh, micro-analyzed ways than ever before in human history. That's why I did that monologue this weekend about surveillance on the Fox show. To make sure you don't fall into the fear trap where you just acquiesce to this stuff, thinking it's going to make you safer. What it's going to make you is a subject of 24-hour surveillance with very sophisticated devices. I said it this weekend, covered by a lot of news outlets. It's only the land of the free until big government says it's not. It was a quote from my show this weekend, Conservative News Daily. And check that out at the newsletter, too. I'm not going to go along with it, folks. All right. I've got a lot more to get to. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure you understand this thread running throughout today's show. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it isn't. I, I woke up. Here's what, you know, again, along with my surveillance monologue this weekend, kind of pushed and incentivized me to address this show today. How government uses fear for you to get you to throw away any common sense, reasonable analysis of your life, right? Fear, fear, fear. They're all about fear all the time. And then because they want to push fear, they, they, when we call them out, they blame us for pushing fear. They do it all the time. I woke up this morning in Biden talking again about Taiwan, walking us into World War III. I'll get to that a little later. But I thought to myself, risk. Do these guys understand risk anymore? They understand like all this tough talk about what we're going to do in Ukraine and to Russia and China could waltz us right into World War III. All this experimentation on, on deadly viruses and stuff in the name of science may have a risk we can't handle. Speaking of risk analysis and how they use fear to get you to throw it out, take a vaccine, put a mask on, take your kid out of school, ruin their lives, cause a mental health disorder in your kids. The New York Times is great at this. 
pointed out this weekend that there was a major correction on a story they wrote, a Porva Mandevilli. This is the original version. Nearly 4,000 children ages 5 to 11 have died from a COVID-related condition called multi-system inflammatory syndrome during the pandemic. Man, that's a tragic number, Joe. 4,000 children, 5 to 11, have died? Yeah, I'd say. That sounds like a serious risk. I may need to pull my kid out of school and give them a mental health substance abuse crisis later. 4,000 kids. Correction. An earlier version of this article incorrectly referred to the number of children with multi-system inflammatory syndrome. About 4,000 have been diagnosed, not died with the syndrome. That sounds like a big correction to me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of a big deal, no? You see how a parent will throw risk analysis, common sense out the window, out of fear, and how the government just loves them some fear, and their media allies... Shut down the schools, man. Send the kids home. Stick them on a Zoomy all day. Watch that screen, kiddos. Now we're dealing with a massive freaking mental health crisis. Oh, by the way, in addition to an education crisis as our kids lost years of education backed up by scientific research. Showing now the deficits we cause because government idiots use fear as a tool to get teachers, unions, and schools more money to lock your kids out of school. That's a fact. You trust the government to analyze these situations, analyze risk, and use facts and data to come to a competent conclusion? Why do you do that? What evidence that you, do you have that these idiots in government and these bureaucrats, every story I showed you today is a government-caused disaster, what incentive did you believe they have to help you mitigate risk in your life? The only incentive they have is one damn thing. And you know what it is? To put, keep their asses in the seats of power. That's it. I'm going to get to another story on this in a second involving baby food. Another thing they screwed up. Yes, another thing. Let me get to this uh, first. I got that coming up. And then Biden Yes, waltzing us just casually right all into World War III, fellas. No worries at all. Whew. Folks, today's show brought to you by MyPillow. Our friends at MyPillow are offering us the best sale of the year. And trust me, we all need to take advantage of this. We all need to relax these days. Get a good pillow. MyPillow is offering a buy one, get one extravaganza. My favorite word on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who've changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, get buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillows, six-piece towel sets, roll and go anywhere MyPillows. Just go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com and use promo code DAN or call 1-800-951-7163. Listen, I personally own the MyPillow products, the slippers, pillows, the towels, they are quality, quality materials. They feel great. And I've never slept better since getting a MyPillow years ago. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You'll also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-951-7163 or go to the radio listeners special page at MyPillow.com and use promo code Dan. That's 1-800-951-7163 or visit MyPillow.com. Dot com and use promo code Dan. Thanks, my pillow. Check them out. So, again, government waltzing you in 
to another catastrophic disaster, just like governments around the world, because they're not interested in analyzing risk and making common sense decisions. They're interested in preserving their own power. Trust the government, man. They'll fix it. Really? Holman Jenkins has an amazing piece, one bad choice in a baby formula shortage about this disaster, this baby formula crisis. Remember, why is this such a big deal? Because folks, if you got a baby that needs one specific type of formula, again, you can't swap out a triple from Wendy's. The kid has to have the formula. They can't process a ribeye. All right? They got to have the formula. So it's formula or death. Okay? And what's the golden rule of the Dan Bongino Show, fellas? Don't get dead. Don't you get dead. And don't get anyone else dead either if you can help it. Now, how did the government help people potentially get dead? So they shut down this Abbott plant. They, you know, don't even, Abbott, Abbott produces a small portion, Joe, only 40% of the baby food in the country. So that shut that right down. And Holman Jenkins notes, in shutting the plant down, the FDA was acting from a zero risk mentality in, in, in its own bailiwick. You get it? Zero, zero risk. You see how they screw this up? Zero risk to who? Zero risk to the FDA, not zero risk to you. They were in, in protecting infant formula from factory contamination with zero regard for costs and risks that would be someone else's problem. Ah, these include a nightmare for parents at a risk of malnutrition for thousands of newborns, particularly those in need of a doctor prescribed formula that only the Michigan factory produced. So there you go. You see how he nails it right here? How these idiots in the government who, if they could figure things out, would have real jobs, right? How these idiots in the government shut this factory down with zero regard for risk to you? But he knows something later in the piece. This is the key. I saw this this week and I'm like, boom, this is going in the show on Monday. Note the date. This is from May 20th, this piece. He says, where have we heard this story before? I.e. the story about the government screwing up risk analysis. He says, almost daily during the COVID crisis. Bingo! from government agencies and politicians who made blinkered decisions more in their own narrow interests rather than the interests of the public broadly considered. Recall the FDA's self-protection, uh, protecting perfectionism that delayed lab and later at-home testing for COVID long after other countries had them. Folks, keep putting your faith in these people. That'll use any excuse to surveil you going forward and fear porn campaigns who can't seem to ever analyze risk whether it comes to COVID, monkeypox, nothing. They have no ability to do it whatsoever. Speaking again of risk analysis, Joe Biden, who doesn't seem to understand that whenever he opens his mouth and mentions something on a foreign policy front, he further incentivizes nuclear-powered enemies of the United States to engage us in a tactical World, world War III-type nuclear disaster. Folks, how many times, every time this guy opens his mouth, we find ourselves in, an, in, in, in a growingly dangerous geopolitical environment here with this guy. He is a walking disaster area of verbal faux pas. So what happened yesterday? You probably woke up and heard about it this morning. If you didn't, don't worry, I'll give you the scoop. Folks, every time this guy opens his mouth, the United States runs into a situation where the potential for a global conflict with nuclear-powered opponents grows. He seems to have no comprehension whatsoever of the damage he does whenever he opens his mouth. Here's what happens. 
He's asked yesterday. I want, oh, by the way, he's asked when he's, he's asked by this reporter. I want you to listen to her shock. The reporter asks about our policy towards Taiwan. If China were to attack Taiwan, would we defend Taiwan? Now we've given very ambiguous answers in the past to this for obvious reasons. China is a massive nuclear power with a massive military. Folks, we could be looking at global annihilation in a war with China. Therefore, in order to diffuse the situation with the Straits and Taiwan, we've typically left the position strategically ambiguous. In other words, not directly trying to take on China. Because then what happens, folks? There are people out there saying, oh, Biden did the right thing. He muscled up. Oh, he muscled up. You going to war? Are you going to do that? Have you considered the fact that muscling up has not been our position because behind closed doors we may have muscled up? Oh, you didn't know that? How behind closed doors we may have told China, listen, we're going to defend them, but we're not going to say it publicly to not embarrass you. And China, Joe, winks and nods back and goes, all right, all right, we won't attack, but we get the point. Have you ever considered that already happens? What they say, the two things that happen behind closed doors, making love and making war? Of course you have. You're on TV. Like, hey, we told them. Did we? We told them? You going over there? You going you gonna to fight over there? Yeah, I didn't think so. All these, uh, you know, big tough guys out there. Here, here's Biden walking us into World War III saying now, no, no. Yeah, we're jumping right on it. There we go. Check this out. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are. That's the commitment we made. Do you hear she's like shocked? You, you are? Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's not a small thing he just did. Now, of course, because it was a major faux pas, I, listen to me. Regardless of your feelings on the defense of Taiwan or not, okay, my position is, has been crystal clear on these issues in the past. The United States has an interest in what happens around the globe, obviously. No one should be naive about that. Having said that, I am not willing to risk World War III the potential death of millions, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans in a war that we would honestly have a very difficult time struggle with. Can we win? Yes, absolutely. The question is, would, the, would it be one of these Pyrrhic victories in the end where the damage would be so catastrophic you wonder why we started it in the first place? Our goal right now should be ever doing everything in our power to avoid a conflict with China. Now, how do I know this was a faux pas? Because here we go. The White House had to immediately walk it back again. Walk it back. Walk it back. You turn. You little Yui there. Fox News. U.S. military will defend Taiwan if it comes to that, Biden says. A White House spokesperson told Fox News that the administration's policy has not changed. Uh, wait, really? That's kind of weird because it definitely has changed if what Biden said is true. They note, as the president said, our policy has not changed. The spokesperson said he reiterated our one China policy and our commitment to peace and stability across this Taiwan Strait. Listen to this next part. He also reiterated our commitment under the Taiwan Relations Act to provide Taiwan with the military means to defend itself. Itself. That doesn't appear to be what Joe Biden said there. 
He was asked a very specific question, even prefaced with the Afghanistan portion of it. How do you think the Chinese government's taking this? Listen, we're not here to kiss the Chinese Communist Party government's ass, folks. But we're... It's, folks, man, I'm telling you, I haven't done enough of these foreign overseas advances. I did four foreign lead advances myself in the Secret Service. One happened twice, so technically it's three. 3.562. But yeah, you're not negotiating in the room international. That's not your job. International agreements or anything like anything of the sort. But it's interesting when you're sitting there with the staff and you guys are talking in countdown meetings. And, you know, I was always fascinated with politics and stuff. You really get a good deep dive into how this stuff works. You understand this is the kind of stuff that is not conducted in public. The reason uh, presidents in the past have given ambiguous answers about our military involvement in Taiwan, if if China were to invade Taiwan, is because everything that's been said has already been said behind closed doors. Why? Because we don't want to embarrass the Chinese Communist, uh, Chinese Communist Party openly in public, which incentivizes them to respond back. It's not about kissing their ass. They're killers. They are killers and murderers. It's about avoiding World War III by saying something publicly, which requires a totalitarian murderous regime to respond. I mean, to the libs who are defending this stage. You wake up just yesterday. You think diplomacy is all conducted out in the open? What do you think this is? You think this is a, a, a sharing is caring, Barney the Dinosaur show? Sharing is caring. What are you, an idiot? Now, making it even worse, Biden's done this same thing before. He's already made this same mistake with the same cleanup. The same mistake? You mean about foreign affairs? No, I mean this exact same thing. Here, CNN, back in October. Here's Biden screwing up again and conducting diplomacy right out there in the open, pissing Beijing off and creating a potential international crisis that had to be cleaned up the next day. If I'm wrong, why are his people cleaning it up? Here's Biden in October on CNN saying the same thing about Taiwan. You know, you hear people saying Biden wants to start a new Cold War with China. I don't want a Cold War with China. I just want to make China understand that we are not going to step back. We are not going to change any of our views. So are you saying that that the United States would come to Taiwan's defense if China attacked? Yes, we have a commitment to do that. We have a commitment to do that. That sounds, guys, that sounds like what he just said yesterday, too. Yeah. uh, You cut the audio, right, Joe? So he... So, uh, yeah, that's, okay. that was it. You heard correctly. Okay. Yes. It, okay, I did hear correctly, right? Yeah. So they had to walk it back yesterday. Folks, they had to walk it back again after that, what happened to CNN. Here's Jen Psaki, the day after, a couple days after Biden said that on CNN, asked the exact same question. So we're going to go to war with China over Taiwan. Here's a walking, this was walked back already in the past. There was a walk back of the walk back while walking backwards. Check this out. The U.S. policy is one of strategic ambiguity on this. He seemed pretty unambiguous with what he said last night. Was that intentional? Uh, what what I can convey to you is that our policy has not changed. Uh, he was not intending to convey a change in policy, nor has he made a decision to change our policy. Folks, shockingly, shockingly, this story gets worse. So we want to 
publicly piss off the Chinese Communist Party, incentivizing a response from them when we could have done all this behind closed doors. They're murderers. Okay, they're thugs. We get that. But you want to waltz us into World War III because now understand Biden's incentive here. Remember, risk analysis. Biden knows he's put his party at risk from looking indecisive and weak. So he figures, oh, if I just go out there and muscle up and tell people, yeah, we're going to hit China back. If I do that, I'll look like a tough guy. Really? Well, that could get us all killed in a nuclear war. Don't matter. I'll do okay in the polls if I sound like a tough guy. So the same guy who wants to be a tough guy with China out in public, it's kind of weird he pulled this on the trade deal. Here, May 23rd. Today, that is in fact today, folks. Associated Press. Biden launches Indo-Pacific trade deal. Warns over inflation. So he's overseas by no, an Indo-Pacific trade deal. That's nice. What on the subject of Taiwan, they note in the Associated Press, which had sought membership in this trade framework, isn't among the governments that will be included. Participation of the self-ruled island of Taiwan, which China claims as its own, would have irked Beijing. Oh, oh, okay. So in a trade deal, ah, screw Taiwan. We don't want to piss off Beijing. But when it comes to potentially getting engaged in a thermonuclear war with China over Taiwan, let's do that so I can muscle up. This makes sense to you? If The answer is if you're a moron, yes, this makes perfect sense to you. Let's not irk them on a trade deal, but let's definitely threaten to go to war with them if they invade Taiwan. That makes a lot of sense. We're dealing with children here, folks. Children. All right. Let me get to uh, my next sponsor. Here's what I got coming up. We're not dealing with rational people anymore. I've got a cut from CNN. I think it's CNN. Michael Dyson, not Michael Tyson. Michael Dyson, Michael Eric. He uses his middle name. They always want to sound smart. Michael Eric Dyson. Um, talking about uh, it's white supremacy, insisting that white babies be born or some crazy nonsense like that. Coming up next after this. Everyone's got to dial down, folks. Dial down the crazy. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, folks, moving on. We're not dealing with rational people anymore. Whether it comes to the left's love affair with speaking about replacement, replacement theory, yes, that's a leftist thing. They talk about it all the time. It's not fake. It's their thing. They use those exact words. That's not a conspiracy theory because it's not, again, theoretical. It's real. I'll show it to you yet again. But this has become a fascination of leftist crazy talking head commentators as well the Rachel Maddow's and others of the world who are constantly speaking about conspiracy theories like Russiagate and everything like that. They can say whatever they want with no um, cultural damage done to them at all. The constant lying. Is there ever going to be 
any kind of sanction on people who say things like this. Here's Michael Eric Dyson, one of the craziest appearances I've ever seen on CNN, talking about abortion and all this other crazy conspiracy stuff and the insistence that white babies be born. What is he even talking about? Check this out. As odd and as exceptional as the white replacement theory looks, there's a newfangled twist to it here. The explicit expression that we are fearful of genetically disappearing. Uh, right. We know that in what, 20 some odd years, white people will no longer be the statistical ma majority in this country. And when you tie it all together, white replacement theory, anti CRT argument, uh, the the insistence that abortion uh, be banned and that white babies in particular be born. This is all of a larger piece. And that larger piece is the fear of whiteness disappearing in the face of a worldwide global expansion of people of color. And right here in this nation, we will not be replaced by Jews, by blacks, by Latinos and others. That's part of the tragedy that has to constantly be dealt with and seen as a through line from white supremacy beginning before 1619 on down to today. But, uh, I, I, listen again, just uh, put an exclamation point at the end of this. If you were to say what that racist, insane, crazy thing he just said on CNN on on any rational cable news network, I'm, I'm, you'd be banned for life. So white people are so afraid of being replaced because of a racist replacement, which ironically, the left talks about all the time. White people are so afraid that the abortion thing is tied in because they want white babies to be born because they're afraid of being what bred out by brown and black. What the f is this guy talking about? Now, because Michael Eric Dyson is one of the most, I, I mean, he's seriously, he's, he's like a laughing stock. Even, even some centrist Democrats think this guy's a buffoon. Republicans have been laughing at this idiot for a long time. Um, he's one of what we call the stupid smart people, a guy who portrays himself as a high level intellect, who's really one of the dumbest human beings you'll ever meet. Now, if he did a modicum of research, he would understand that conservatives have been fighting for life and against abortion, you know, since, uh, I mean, since the beginning of the entire political movement in the United States. And again, if he did a small sliver of research, which he's incapable of, because this is a classic tier one level imbecile, um, he'd understand that uh, abortion is actually wiping out the black community at a far higher rate than the white community. So thinking in this guy's sick, psychopathological way, white people like me, are pushing for life because we're afraid of being diluted by black people who are aborted at four times the rate of white people. What the f are you talking about? Here, Jason Riley. Why won't the left talk about racial disparities in abortion? Because they're dumb, like Michael Eric Dyson. Riley notes when it comes to abortion, left wing concern seems to stop seems to stop at making the procedure safe and legal even while black-white disparities have not only persisted in abortion, but widened. Here's a 2020 paper. They note that the black abortion rate is nearly four times higher than the white rate. Between 2007 and 2016, the black rate declined 29%. The white rate declined 33%, meaning that the racial disparity actually increased rather than decreased. Michael Eric Dyson um, doesn't know that. He's not a particularly bright guy. 
So white people are afraid of being replaced because of a left-wing replacement theory. And that's the pro-life thing, which is actually wiping out more black babies. Yeah, it makes perfect sense if you're a dipwad. By the way, let me remind you again how replacement is a leftist fascination. So if you're going to go out and rail and call for boycotts, you should boycott the New York Times. Why aren't you boycotting the New York Times? Because they wrote an article about it, Michelle Goldberg. We can replace them. October 2018. That's an actual headline there, folks. But of course, because the left, they're disgusting and they lie and you have filth like Michael Eric Dyson openly talking about race, uh, you know, racist things on the TV and promoting replacement conspiracy theories that the left is in love with. Here, NBC this weekend. Fox News' Tucker Carlson under fresh scrutiny after Buffalo mass shooting. NBC News, weird. They're a competitor, right, to Fox? Kind of fascinating. NBC News writes by Daniel Arkin. It's weird, right? They talk about how the suspect, their manifesto there, doesn't state that he watched Tucker Carlson tonight, a mainstay of the Fox News lineup. They know Fox didn't comment directly. So this is kind of weird, right? They're writing a piece about... Fox News' Tucker Carlson, a competitor to Fox, under scrutiny after the Buffalo mass shooting, while they note right there in the piece, you see that, Joe? Am I reading that right? The suspect's apparent document does not state he watched Tucker Carlson tonight? Yeah. Um, So just to be clear, okay, thank you. The, The NBC, a competitor to Fox, is blaming replacement theory, which is specifically, can you put up We Can Replace Them Again from the New York Times, which is specifically mentioned by the New York Times, specifically mentioned, we can replace them. Michelle Goldberg, New York Times. Right? Not them. They go after Fox News' Tucker Carlson, although the guy makes no mention whatsoever of watching Tucker Carlson. So look at what these idiots do, showing you how disingenuous these buffoons are. NBC News contacted spokespeople for 14 corporations that reportedly advertise on Fox News, including GM and Weight Watchers. Oh, really? Even though they just admitted earlier in the piece, the guy had nothing to do with Tucker Carlson at all. Doesn't matter. In a statement, GM said, this is so cowardly, by the way, GM, so cowardly. We do not advertise on Tucker Carlson or other similar shows, but we do advertise on Fox News. GM, do you advertise in the New York Times? Can you put that up again, guys? The New York Times, just one more time. Because they actually write Using those words, you can see right there. There you go, right? There it is, right? You advertise the New York Times GM? Be a real shame if we all called GM and sent them that we can replace them and ask them if they advertise in the New York Times. Why? 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 It's not a fair question. I thought you said this led to death and Tucker Carlson under fresh scrutiny after a mass shooting. You just, you just said that. You just, you just said that. So it's super weird that in the piece they say, no, no. He didn't watch Tucker. And you know what's even stranger? That this manifesto, this killer put out there, actually attacked Fox News. But because that's not a convenient narrative for the competitor to Fox News attacking Fox News, NBC. And nobody seems to have any problem with this at all, by the way. That's not a problem at all. They don't like it that the the shooter was no fan of Fox and never mentioned Tucker. Because that doesn't fit with their narrative that Tucker got someone killed. Which is 
I mean, we're getting into like really, really dangerous territory now with these people. Here is the clown site for morons, Snopes, trying to again debunk this thing that the shooter attacked Fox News in the manifesto, even though he did. They note, folks, you want to talk about the most disgusting fact check I've ever seen. In the manifesto, this Buffalo shooter was a graphic of Fox News personalities with the Star of David over their faces because he was an anti-Semite attacking Fox News for hiring them. And here's Snopes trying to, Dan Evan, a disgraceful human being, trying to play this thing down. The claim was based on an image graphic featuring headshots of various Fox News personalities. Carlson wasn't included. Carl, Tucker Carlson wasn't even included in that. Each of which was stamped with a Jewish star. The graphic was posted next to similar pieces of media that featured employees of these other outlets too. But the suspect did not attack Fox News for its editorial coverage. Rather, the attack was related to the anti-Semitic notion that Jewish people run all news media. Oh, 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 Joe, hold on, hold on. You guys got this? So just to, just to be clear here again, Snopes, no, no, no. He didn't attack the Buffalo killer, didn't attack Fox, just the Jews at Fox. Oh, that was, yes, what a relief. My gosh, this is the kind of crazy we're dealing with. Someone want to send this fact check to GM and ask him to answer for that? You okay with that? You okay with that? Maybe GM should have said something like, listen, you know, we don't involve, we're not involved in politics at all, but we think this is kind of disgraceful given that this killer specifically attacked Fox News for hiring Jewish people. We think that's kind of anti-Semitic. It'd be good to grow some balls once in a while, wouldn't it? Balls. Try them. You own a GM? Maybe send them a little email. Ask them about that. Ask them if they're advertising in the New York Times, which wrote an article called We Can Replace Them. Ask them if they're advertising on Snopes, which says, don't worry, they're just attacking the Jews at Fox. No big deal. Nobody cares. No, anti-Semitism on the left. <laughs> Where's that dog whistle? <laughs> right? Crazy people. Crazy people. Michael Eric Dyson. This insistence of white babies. Actually, sir, abortion's wiping out a higher percentage of the black population. Maybe do some homework once in a while. Feels good to know stuff. I tell my kids all the time. It's not good not to know stuff, kids. Go to school. No, no, I really do tell them. It's not cool not to know stuff. You know, when you were a kid, it was like cool to be the, <laughs> the Spicoli kid. That's not cool. It's not cool not to know stuff, Michael. All right. Why are libs pumping this replacement theory all the time? Folks, it's their thing. It, talk about it. The demographic destiny is their thing. They're obsessed with it. Why? I'll tell you in a minute. I got that coming up. And also Elizabeth Warren, uh, again, getting ready to go down this road again. You want gas lines? Just keep listening to Liz Warren. You'll see it. Let me get to this first. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So... 
Liberals, again, are obsessed with this idea of demographic destiny. Folks, just put it in a search engine that isn't Google. I'm sure they blocked it by now because it's the most evil company in America, Google, fully in, uh, in the hawk with the Democrat Party, right? Just put demographic destiny. It is a Democrat liberal obsession. They forfeited the middle class a long time ago. This argument has nothing at all to do with race. It has everything to do with the Democrats' obsession with an open border, hoping it will help them achieve political power. We don't care. Nobody on the right cares what the race of the people coming in is at all. That's a leftist thing. We care about darn borders because they matter. Now, why would they be so obsessed with this? Because they, they, have, they lost the middle class years ago. Talking about how your white child is an oppressor, how uh, we should defund the police, how your kids should be sexualized in kindergarten. This is crazy. This is how people like Michael Eric Dyson are allowed to talk on CNN. This is it. They love it. Did you see this article? We warned you about this when it happened. Wall Street Journal. This is from the weekend. Who rigged the census? Oh, here we go again with the census. Again, you mentioned this. They'll be like, that's that place with you. Yeah, yeah, it's your thing. Yeah, your thing. So apparently the census count was inaccurate and may have cost Florida and Texas, Florida and Texas a house seat. Joe, Florida and Texas. It was a Repo Republican, uh, right? Just check it. Yeah. Republican states? Yeah, just check it. Okay, double guys. Republican? Florida? Yeah. Okay, we got it. Through. Okay, so the inaccuracies in the census count may have cost Florida and Texas an additional House seat. And given Rhode Island and Minnesota one, they shouldn't have received. Oh, Rhode Island. Deep blue state. Minnesota, pretty blue. New York might have also lost another seat if the census were more accurate. So New York was protected too. So how did the Census Bureau get the count so wrong? The Bureau blames the pandemic. Oh, the pandemic. There you go, folks. Kind of ties in the beginning of the show, right? How they can get you to use fear to throw risk out the window. Well, there's a big risk to not get the census count, right? Ah, throw that out the window, the pandemic. Pandemic, we're all going to die. Screw up the census count. Now, when this happened, I specifically warned you about this on the show. It was kind of strange how the incoming Biden administration at the end of 2020, or liberals specifically, thinking Biden was going to get in office. They kept saying, no, no, no. Even though the census was supposed to be completed by December 31st, as, as they note in this Wall Street Journal piece, December 31st of 2020, supposed to be done. Yet Democrats claim that these bureaucrats in the bureau needed more time to do post-survey accuracy checks. Clearly that didn't work out. Well, they got their way. The accuracy checks evidently failed and they kicked the reapportionment into the Biden administration. Nothing to see here, folks, at all. It's all just a conspiracy theory, right? Now you see why the left is so obsessed with shoving replacement, demographic destiny, open borders, and then blaming you for the racism that they promote? They promote. All make sense? We warned you when that happened, when they were trying to kick the census into the Biden administration, that they were doing it likely because they plan shenanigans like they always plan. They love shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, maybe Dinesh D'Souza should do it on the film on that one. Hey, final story here, because again, these, these people just can't get their heads out of their own rectums. Rectum? 
damn near killed my thing. That's the you dumbest thing it. ever. It's you still did it. I know, I know, but it's just, it kills me. It's like, I, I don't know why. Maybe I got to like tighten things up a little bit there. It's ridiculous that that thing still makes me. Here's Liz Warren this weekend, radical leftist nutbag, uh, showing you again from the beginning of the show that the left has no incentive to solve problems at all. They want to they induce a sense of fear uh, uh, because they want to take over your civil liberties. Here she is talking about what they're going to do, her and her colleagues are proposing to do for the gas crisis, including a windfalls profits tax, which will definitely cause gas lines. Check this out. So should Congress be monitoring profiteering? Absolutely. And actually, we are. Uh, I'm co-sponsoring with Senator Whitehouse and others a bill on uh, windfall profits tax. Look, we get it. Supply and demand that prices go up, but profit margins should not go up. That's just oil companies gouging when they do that. So we're going to be on them on that. So she says on one hand, this supposed genius of the progressive movement, she understands supply and demand. Well, what she doesn't mention is the oil and gas companies uh, lost a fortune during the pandemic because people weren't driving. So John Solomon notes today, you'll put it in the newsletter if you want to check that out, that this will cause price controls if what happens, happens. If Elizabeth Warren wants price controls, which will cause what? Increased demand because the price will go artificially down. Decreased supply. Why? Because these same oil and gas companies she claims to hate won't be able to stay in business because they won't be able to keep their, their uh, product profitable. It'll also cause black markets for fuel and quality problems as the fuel they produce is crap. Those four things have happened with price controls throughout human history. But don't tell Elizabeth Warren. She's not exactly a student of history. She's a government politician whose incentive is to stay in power and keep her butt in the seat of power and not to solve your problems at all. But she'll scare you. Gas companies, they're coming for you. They're really awful. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up. If you wouldn't mind, please subscribe to my podcast. Uh, I tried and just put out the rankings. We are number eight in the country. Uh, so thank you. That means a lot. Uh, just if, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and please subscribe on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free. It helps us move up the charts. That's how they do those charts. Money can go by subscription, not actual listens, which is weird. I don't agree with it, but it helps us when you subscribe. Rumble.com slash Bongino and uh, Apple, Spotify, and elsewhere. We appreciate it. See you all on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.